재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵 Well, there's been a series of worrisome security breaches at Incheon International Airport recently, and there's a growing concern over the threat posed by terrorist groups such as ISIS. Uh, They have expanded their reach across the globe. People feel South Korea could be at risk, and that's why the South Korean government, uh, what they say, is uh, pushing for a new anti-terrorism bill. This is an effort to, what they say, to better protect the country and its citizens from potential attacks. Now, this bill does come with several caveats, which could pose risks to personal privacy. It also provides the authorities with what what some observers believe to be excessive power to monitor and profile ordinary citizens. It's always that classic debate over uh, security versus Uh, civil liberties, and uh, this is what we're going to do in the Korean context. Give us your thoughts on this. Text us a pound 1013 for 51, or send us a Kyle Talk message by adding TBS EFM as a plus friend. Joining us here in the studio, very pleased to have uh, our wonderful panelists. First, our good friend from Hanguk University of Foreign Studies, law professor Hwang Jong-wook. Professor Hwang, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, Henry. And also joining us once again from Sungi University, political science and international relations, Professor Kim Tae-hyung. Professor Kim, thank you as for joining us. Thank Thank you for having me. Professor Huang, um, the, the brief rundown on the uh, new measures being pursued by this new anti-terrorism bill, uh, a lot of people are familiar, well, to a certain extent they are familiar with the Patriot Act in the United States. I wonder how it kind of meshes with that. Uh, you can sort of look at the new bill in two prongs. One prong is increased, increased power for electronic surveillance, uh, in terms of collecting financial information and blocking financial transactions, as well as collecting people's, uh, both Koreans as well as foreigners' international travel. And the other prong is to centralize the authority within the National Intelligence Service. Probably that NIS prong is the more, uh, controversial of, of the whole bill. Right. Uh- Assuming they did not have any controversies related to election um, engineering and and putting out those campaigns during the previous presidential election and maybe some controversies involved with the leaking of the uh, transcript of the uh, the summit, the North Korean leader Kim Jong Il meeting the South Korean president No Mu Hyun, probably it wouldn't be as contentious. Would you say? <laughs> I mean, let's just say that the uh, credibility of NIS in right. terms of as a, a sort of a protector of people's privacy rights and civil liber- liberties, as you right. put it, has been undermined in, in a lot of pe- people's eyes here in Korea. I think there's no doubt about that. Professor Kim, politically speaking, we know that there is opposition to this, uh, and there are people who are concerned. Uh, as it stands right now, the... the National Assembly legislators, they can't agree on a lot of different issues right now, including labor reform, electoral electoral redistricting. But what is the current level of bipartisan support uh, for this uh, terror 
resolution. Is there enough opposition if you don't like this bill to actually scupper the proposal? Uh, I think there is a, a quite strong possibility. Um, uh, as Professor Huang and you mentioned, uh, the bill has been very, the proposed proposed bill has been very controversial uh, since its reproposal. Um, and the opposition Minju Party, uh, they have uh, very quite strong lack of credibility about the. Uh, uh, National Intelligence Service for um, they have they have a reason uh, uh, to be uh, not very trustworthy right. of the National Intelligence Service, um, so they are quite worried about uh, too much uh, power concentration uh, of uh, you know National Intelligence gathering to National Intelligence Service. So they've been arguing that uh, the control tower or intelligence gathering uh, uh, measurement should be under the uh, Ministry of. Um, public safety and security, uh, which was created after the several incident. Um, and also, another problem is that um, this bill is not, is not the only bill that is deadlocked uh, in the National Assembly. As you mentioned, uh, there's an a, a, um, election law, and there is a um, corporate revitalization law, uh, labor reform law, and these are all deadlocked in the National Assembly. And there's been some meeting between the top uh, delegates from uh, these two parties, uh, but so far they have failed to reach an agreement. Actually, today there was a meeting uh, scheduled among Kim Musang from Sanduri Party and Kim Jong-in from the Minju Party and the Chang Yuha, the chairperson of the National Assembly, but it was postponed. Uh, so at this moment, the perspective of passing this bill is yeah. unclear. Right. There's a host of bills that they are not agreeing on, and if you prioritize the list of it, this terrorism bill probably not going to rank above electric. Yeah, it's, it's pretty low on the totem pole then. Well, uh, Professor Huang, what the critics say, though, is hey, look at the past examples. Um, we had the uh, this Hewell Ferry disaster, and all of a sudden the government knee-jerk started talking about we're going to completely destroy the Coast Guard, <laughs> get rid of that department, we're going to do all these kind of measures. Uh, the MERS outbreak passed, and they said, okay, we're going to do all these things to make sure that uh, uh, patients are safe from infection. Is this another knee-jerk reaction? Uh, it is serious. you got to take these threats seriously. And so if there's a bomb in an airport, you got to make sure the authorities are there to, to handle it. But this was to most observers, pretty much a, a prank or someone trying to troll uh, security officials here. Is that reaction perhaps politically exploitative, or do you think this was a, an appropriate response? I mean, again, it's always hard to you know uh, uh, exactly f uh, uh, figure out what the intentions of the politicians and government officials are. But you know, as you know, the the bomb threat note, yeah, there's an active investigation going on, and to my knowledge, there's no no you know uh, complaints coming from the police or any anybody else participating in the investigation, saying that they lack the legal tools in order to do the investigation. So. I don't quite see the, the, the link between the, the need for uh, to pass the anti-terrorism bill as opposed to this particular threat, which may or may not be a threat. After all, as you have pointed out, it could be a hoax. But to, to the active investigation that's going on, I don't think you can actually use that as a, a basis to say that we don't. The Korean authorities don't have the legal basis to pursue, uh, you know, terrorist attacks. Right. So um, the argument being, hey, if the authorities and the NIS had access to everyone's, I don't know, for example, uh, cacao accounts, and we could track all the, the chatter going around, we could have prevented this kind of 
letter being put into the bathroom, that that argument doesn't really hold a lot of our, uh, water, I guess, to logical people then. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I highly doubt that NIS can do the real-time uh, surveillance of everybody's chats going on all the time or even in Arabic at all the time. I'm not even sure NIS has even been focusing on a lot on the yeah. Islamic terrorists, to be frank. So I, I think it's a little bit disingenuous to actually just point to this particular incident and say, hey, we need an anti-terrorist mm. bill. I think there's a little bit of a disconnect. Now, Professor Kim, do you also believe that the authorities are perhaps kind of conflating the lack of uh, security protocols at Incheon International Airport to the supposed lack of tough legislation of terrorism. Again, it's, it's, to some people, the connection's not necessarily there. Is it overstretching to try to find a link between these two? I think so. Um, the recent incidents that happened at the Incheon International Airport uh, quite, were quite disturbing. Um, some of the foreigners easily passed the security checkpoint and illegally entered the country. Um, that something should not have happened, that, but, but actually it happened. Uh, that said, still linking this instance with passing this controversial uh, anti-terrorism bill is, I think, an overstretch. Um, after all, um, these people illegally entered, the, entered Korea might be illegal immigrants, uh, but uh, there's no evidence that they're potential terrorists. So it could give a wrong impression that all the uh, illegal immigrants are potential terrorists. Uh, so again, the incidents were humiliating, and the thing, things need to be done um, to to correct it uh, and to improve it. Uh, but uh, but that's a different story. Yeah, I mean, again, I, it's the uh, hell of fairy tragedy uh, analogy. But uh, if they automatically, as a reaction to what was very lax stand safety standards, uh, some clear corruption between officials and former people who are running shipping companies in terms of passing those safety inspections and not getting to the heart of that corruption, but then just saying, oh, this captain needs to be put to death and we need to uh, get rid of the Coast Guard because of their incompetence. I suppose is that idea of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, and I, I guess uh, that is the sentiment that we're uh, hearing here in this panel. We're going to continue this discussion on uh, the anti-terrorism bill anti-terrorism measures by South Korea, some of the pros and cons and the controversies that uh, lie with it. We're going to also get the thoughts from a military and defense expert on this issue as well. Stay tuned. You are listening to Primetime.